Hey, everybody. Hi. From Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Adam, sitting in for Dan. And uh, coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about Adam's past with Taoism. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's I was there and I knew it wasn't scary, so I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for sitting in, uh, Adam. This yeah, of is, course. Uh, yeah, we're in, we're in my house, too, yeah, which is kind of... Uh, yeah. And thank you for, for hosting. Yeah, the, it's a little bit different. I would say that uh, this is probably the most religious artifacts in... Uh, uh, a spot where we're doing an atheist podcast. Did you notice that upstairs when you walked through? Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff. I love it, man. I just, <laughs> I love, especially the more Baroque and bloody, the more I love it. Really? Oh yeah. Oh God. That's my favorite part about like all the Mexican Catholic yeah. stuff mm-hmm. is that you're just like, Oh my God. Well, yeah. All the day of the dead. St- I mean, skeletons, like skeletons, their and little... just super bloody Jesus too. Lots oh, of really God. bloody Jesus with yeah. like the doll eyelashes. <laughs> I got a couple of them upstairs. One of them plugs in. And what, we got it what on our honeymoon. Once plugged in. He just has a single Christmas light that's red that's sort oh. of like in the bottom of his cloak. Mm. So that is, it's like uh, when you're telling a scary story around oh. a campfire and you have to light the flashlight under your yeah. face. Oh my God. And so you plug it in so Jesus can be like, you have to repent. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a scary story, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish it ran like a little uh, a pump that that, that stigmatic bleed. You know. Just you know like, what? There is no just dripping. There's dripping. no way that that's not real out there somewhere. Oh, we, oh, yeah. And well, maybe not. Maybe not fake blood, but I guarantee there's got to be a stigmata Jesus down at the swap meet that when you plug in the fiber optic. Uh, <laughs> They just kind they're of coming out of this kind of spin. Yeah, they just, just kind of light up red and light. kind of bounce. Well, you could do like a little tracing light, like a marquee oh light God. thing. It's like blah 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 blah. Marquee light. It's a bubble. It's a it's a bubble in oil, right? It's like a... anyway, that's good stuff. Oh goodness gracious! Well, Adam, um, do you know where? Uh, this is going to come as a surprise. <laughs> is this a so, segue? I don't know. That's, That's really amazing. bad one. It's really bad one. Well, Adam. Well, Adam. I honestly um, have no idea what you're going to say next, though. So I'm actually quite, quite. Did raptured. you know that this um, this fairy little burg of ours, Salt Lake, uh-huh. um, has just been distinguished with a new uh, a new uh, oh. anna- an announcement, a new um, oh, declaration. What? And of, what could it be of being the most of something? Oh, if it was the most of something, <laughs> what? would salt lake city have the most of uh, i don't know um fair-skinned people maybe it could <laughs> no it's uh it's just been uh recently declared uh the most religious city in america salt lake city salt lake city which is, is really weird it to me. is really really weird to me because the salt know, lake city proper the city itself it yeah. is not it's not that it doesn't, at least it doesn't feel that religious to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing that I think people don't really know about Salt Lake, which is that the city is only, you know, like 170, 180,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then, but the metropolitan area, um, is a million plus. Right. And so when you hear Salt Lake, it's just this little, you know, one fifth. Yeah. You don't not think even one about... fifth, like one sixth or one seventh of, 
of the whole metropolitan area. You don't think about the sprawl. Yeah, the sprawl is is absurd. And so that's what they were looking at. They were looking at the one million plus residents of Salt Lake County, basically, is what they were looking at. So that actually makes a little, that makes more sense, I think, when you look at it that way. But it still is like, I don't know, like, I mean, aren't there cities like, isn't Boston like... Boston was on the list, but it was pretty, it was, um, well, okay. First of all, do you want to take a wild guess as to um, the percentage of people who are religious in Salt Lake? The percentage? Uh-huh. Um, well, if it's number one, it's got to be like, what, 80%? 73. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that is, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking that you're at, you like, once you start adding in, I mean, so so you're you're talking about, you're you're adding in like, Murray and you're adding in like, I mean, how far out I'm trying to picture like how far out the sprawl goes in terms All of what they're all the way down the point of the mountain. Uh, no so kidding. Draper, Harriman. Oh and, yeah. And, and once uh, you talk uh, about West Jordan and for those of you out there that Taylor's are not, Hill. that are not from uh, Salt Lake or have any real frame of reference for this. Once you sort of get out outside of the city of Salt Lake, you have these built these communities that have been built where they built like a man-made lake and they built like <laughs> parks out of yeah. nowhere and like shipped in trees to be like, now you have your own community. And it's really weird. And when you go out in those neighborhoods, they remind me of a Cuesta Verde from Poltergeist, right? Uh, where you're yeah, just yeah. like, they're these like, it's like Spielberg sprawls. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they're all Mormon. I mean, they oh, yeah. are, if you moved into that neighborhood and you wanted to have a cocktail in the evening, God help you. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that, like, that's the South Valley. The South mm-hmm. Valley is like that. Yeah. yeah. And so and I guess the, once you start. Especially the west side of the South Valley. So when you start roping all of those areas yeah. in, yeah. it really is different. Which is, you know, and it is weird because but, I don't. Do, do you do you feel, do you feel in your daily life in Salt Lake City any kind of a religious influence? And I'm not talking. And we're going to talk later about, you know, businesses being closed and things like that yeah. on Sundays. But specifically, like anybody ever giving you a weird look or any kind like i no, never never it never, never even occurs to me and no. so saying that at the top of the list it kind of sucks because it means that a <laughs> lot of people aren't gonna are gonna choose not to come to salt yeah. lake yeah. for that reason where they're like well you probably can't even walk down the street and it's like well it depends like most of these huge po- like pockets that are really religious you wouldn't want to walk down the fucking street anyway because there's nothing there there's nothing to see yeah, there's true. nothing to do it's not for you right it's for them but what you what you also need to remember is that it's not just the Mormon population, because they wouldn't get there with they wouldn't get up to seventy three percent if they were just talking about Mormons. They were actually talking. The article talks about the vibrancy of of all of the sort of religious minorities, the mm. the people that would be minorities here, such as Catholics, which is funny, right? Um, but Catholics are in 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 our religious minority community, and mm-hmm. obviously with the Latino, sure, you know, sure. immigration that's yeah. taken place, all of West Valley City, you know, I mean, you're saying you wouldn't want to walk in some of these places. Well, you wouldn't want to walk in some of these places. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, some of them are actually kind of sketchy little parts of town. Yeah, but it's just that it's you know. It's a different, it's, it's all the various different groups. It's not just the, Mormons I guess that's that true, but, but the Mormons similar. are still making up a massive, oh, if it weren't for the Mormons, we'd be normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true on so many levels. <laughs> um, but as far as like you mentioned, Boston, Boston's uh, 57%. Wow. 
So it's still pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah. Chicago's fifty seven percent. Providence, Rhode, Rhode Island. New York is fifty six percent. What is Rhode Island? Dallas is fifty five percent. What is Providence? Like what, Providence, what's the Rhode number? Island, uh, fifty seven. Fifty seven. Uh-huh. I mean, that's like, and that that in particular is if you think about fifty seven percent of mm-hmm. Providence, you think about how small Providence is. Mm. That's like the 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 sheer uh, um just the sheer amount of it that you would probably notice because it's such mm. a small place. Right. You know what I mean? Huh. Like the volume of it is yeah. probably much more significant. But see, here's something interesting. So Salt Lake is 73%. Birmingham, Alabama comes in second at 71%. That's the company. <laughs> Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. And then the next one, third place, Oklahoma City, 60%. See, and that's the thing is that there is, I mean, you, you're just, you're using the blanket statement of religion, mm-hmm. but if I, if I tried to really like look at probably what the religious bent in Birmingham, Alabama is compared to Salt Lake city, I'm sorry, but like, I'll take, I'll take like casseroles and missionaries showing up once in a blue moon <laughs> over whatever they got going on. And no, and then that's no disrespect to Alabama, but I can only imagine oh, the difference in terms of. Because that's the thing is that like Mormons, Mormons are weird and Mormons have some super kooky beliefs, Mm -hmm. but like pretty across the board, Mormons as a people, it's so important for them to recruit people that Mm -hmm. they, they are so damn polite and nice and just gosh darn it, sweet spirit that, that. It's annoying to 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 have like yeah. super religious people around you, but at the end of the day, like if some if a member of your family died, like you should hope there's a bunch of Mormons living all around you because they will take care of you for yeah. weeks and yeah. months, and yeah. you know, and so well as long as you're good with them, yeah, exactly. You do have to kind of you do have to be a member of the the community. It's yeah. not just like their neighbor, their 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 atheist neighbor over there. You know, that the, somebody's somebody in the family dies. What, I mean, what do they do? Unless it's like a little, unless it's like I think a really lot of times tragic. they are though. Yeah, like I mean, if it's just like, if it's just your mom dies, you know, not to discount your mom dying, but if it's an old person who dies, yeah. they're just going, mm, all right, fine. If it's a small child, you're probably right. Yeah. They're, they're going to shed you or, or you some with, kind of an accident that ended up on KSL. Then you're probably yeah, no, going to be, yeah, in, that's, yeah. If it's like a car wreck yeah. or something, oh my God, you can milk that thing for. <laughs> A funeral potatoes coming out of your ears. Oh, dismemberment. <laughs> dismemberment. Oh, really, really long one. illness, maybe. Yeah, cancer. Yeah. Like a like a bad cancer. Not, not, <laughs> oh, my not, God. Not one of these, like... The way you just looked at me when you said that, you fascinated yourself where you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, dead last. Really? Yeah. Um, I believe it. Among the 51 metro areas that they looked at, um, with only 32%. How would that be? It's a Mecca. Wow. It's a Mecca. That's why every kid with a punk patch on his hoodie and crappy, smelly dreadlocks moves to Portland from Salt Lake City because they're like, I got to make it there. I got to get away. They need to stay here. Help, God, help the help fight the good fight. Help fight the good fight where it needs to be fought. They've already won in Portland. <laughs> we need them to stay here. Is that what you're supposed to do? You're you're not supposed to you're not supposed to just go to where the the getting's good. You're supposed to stay in the place where. You know when I when I I was, 
I thought about this actually, um, when I was coming out, um, because I had a friend, uh, who lived in DC that, um, she's, she's also from Oklahoma mm-hmm. and, uh, and had come out here to Utah to go to school. And then, um, when she was done, she was just like, I'm out of here. Right. And, um, and then, uh, and so, so she just kept encouraging me. She was like, move to DC, move to DC, move to DC. You'll love it. It's awesome. It's amazing. Right. The community's great here, blah, blah, blah. And I, I had a couple things that came to mind. One was if I run from my Mormonism, I'll never process it. Hmm. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just push it aside and I'll never face what this was and, and what this did to you'll me. You'll always be terrified when you go home. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's this huge thing that you never dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, so instead I, 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 I stayed here and I, and I, and I processed and during that I came to also realize because I, you know, I used to be pretty active, um, with the whole, you know, um, what activism <laughs> I used to be an active activist. <laughs> Rather That's why I couldn't come up with the oh word. I already well, said I love, like, too close a, to it. I like, I like the idea of a passive activist, <laughs> where it's like you go to the barbecues <laughs> and you'll show up for the concert, but outside of that, you're not going to go down to the park there and try and recruit people. There are plenty of those or, people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, I used to be pretty pretty active in, mm-hmm. in, in sort of the, the gay community and and trying to like you know show up to rallies and right. show up and do stuff and um and 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 I and I realized that that doing that here where it, where it's really needed, where it's really needed, um, counts for something a little bit more. Does it like help define you as a, because yeah. I think that that's something that, um, and this is a, a, this is a weird connection to that kind of thinking. But, um, when the alternative music scene started to kind of hit really big in the, in the late eighties and early nineties, mm-hmm. um, uh, Trent Reznor, Nine, Nine Inch Nails' first record, Pretty Hate Machine, yeah. it spiked the highest amount of sales for that record were in Salt Lake City, Utah, hmm. um, out of the entire uh, country. And there was a lot of discussion. I remember reading a piece in Spin Magazine about it, um, and they had some they, they had some local uh, uh, someone locally in, in Salt Lake that was discussing it, and and they made an interesting point, which was to try and define yourself in a society that has such a large religious overtone, mm-hmm. you have to go to such a further extent mm-hmm. than you would anywhere else to try and differentiate yourself and say, I'm unique. I'm not like you. Yeah. And so that's why that, that sort of sense of rebellion for young people of just being like, we want to look different. We want to listen to music that's scarier. Yeah. We want to dress in a way that, that makes us very unique. Um, was so much more important in a city that had those religious overtones. And I, I think it's the same reason why you, you have, you do have such a powerful gay community in Salt Lake city mm. is for that same kind of reason that it's like, I think a lot of the, I think, you know, because on, like on Dan Savage's, uh, um, you know, relationship and, and love and, and sex advice, uh, podcast, whenever he has young, young kids calling in, they're like, you know, I'm gay and and I'm the only one in my school and da, 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 da. His advice is always like, Hey, you're not the only one in your school, (laughs) but, but as soon as you can, as soon as you turn 18 and graduate, move to the biggest city. That's the closest to you. I think that's such bad advice. I mean, 
I don't know if it is for a kid. Oh, that's... move to the biggest city near you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think if you're 18 and you're the only gay person that you know. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. That's that. That's good. I, I was like, I initially heard and understood sort of the biggest city you can find, right? Rather right. than the biggest city near you. Yeah. No, I think it's yeah. more like you know you you do move to. Uh, you know, an area that at least you're going to find a, some kind of a community. Right. And so it's like, I don't, you know, I think that that's, I get it. I get exactly what you're saying about, about you're able to define yourself more. And especially if you've been somebody that, that grew up being tormented by mm-hmm. whatever that predominant religion, religion is in that area. If you run away from it, there is a part of you that's like, you, there's got to be sinner guilt there, right? Mm-hmm. There, no, even if you are like, I'm totally gay and I'm totally proud and I'm completely into this. There's got to be a part of you that has this weird sinner guilt mm-hmm. because yeah. you never dealt with it and yeah. you just, you had to get away. And I think in a weird way, like, you know, with my wife's parents, I think that they know that we're not religious, but we've never had that discussion with them. You know, I, I called in about this, like on one of your guys' very first episodes mm-hmm. that we never have felt comfortable to have any kind of a discussion with them mm-hmm. about religion. And so we, I know that to them, they just think that we're lazy and that we know that we're sinners and that we just don't care and all of this because it's really uncomfortable to have the discussion with them. And I realized that that's sort of like a coming out of a closet kind of a thing mm-hmm. to say, Hey, look, this is how we feel, but I just don't want to <laughs> I really don't want to do it. It doesn't affect our lives very much at all to just not ever have that discussion. Yeah. And when we go over there, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but yeah. we don't have to get, into the gutter and fight them on this thing that like, it's not, they're not going to, they're not going to come to respect that. Yeah. I just know that. I know that they're not going to, cause it's that important to them. And the idea yeah. of a God is that important to them. No, I know. I, I feel the same about my own parents. I mean, I'm, I'm out to them on both counts, mm-hmm. you know, atheist and gay, but it's, um, you know, we just don't, I'm out. They know it. Ooh, there's no reason to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and after and it's just, and it's that after the Mike Tyson, uh, uppercut of gay, I'm sure the atheism is sort of like a little smack, right? It's not. <laughs> like, Unfortunately, it went the other direction. Oh, did it? Shit. Yeah, so it, you should have thought that one through better because you could be like, I'm gay and I'm an atheist. <laughs> no, they, they asked me about my, like why I wasn't going Leaving to church. the church. Yeah. yeah. And so I answered that and said that it was because I was atheist but then the well, conversation led and it was like, well, yeah, I'm also gay. Oh, Frank, you're killing so your family. It was, it was, well, you're breaking the family apart. Fortunately, it's been a long time now. So <laughs> they're fine. They, somehow they survived. Um, well, well that, right. we went, we went for we, it. We on went that for one. it. Um, I've got something fun. Sure. Uh, so this is something, and this is, this is fresh. Everybody, this is breaking news. <laughs> this is breaking news. This is, oh, it's not that breaking. It was yesterday. Shit. Anyway, uh, Richard Dawkins, which <laughs> the Guardian UK <laughs> cites as being the arch atheist, which I think is a fun term. Yeah. It's like okay. he's like a superhero, right? <laughs> You're right? Richard Dawkins, the arch atheist, backs Michael Grove's free Bible plan. Okay. Uh, so this okay. is uh, Michael Grove, um, who I believe this is in England, is uh, the education secretary. Um has proposed putting uh, a King James Bible, uh, sending a free King James Bible to every state school. The proposal aims to help pupils learn about the Bible's impact 
on our history, language, literature, and democracy, and will celebrate the 400th anniversary of the authorized version's publication, Hmm. Grove said earlier this year. Now, where you would normally think that Dawkins' reaction to that would be like, hell no. Right. Instead, he's saying, and this is the funniest thing, because they're saying like, oh, they agree on this. And you're like... Barely, barely, (laughs) because in 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 Dawkins awesome sort of dickish way that Uh only, you know, only these guys that really get it like that can do um, his idea was basically like, yeah, go ahead and do it so that each one of these kids can read the Bible and find out how crazy it is and never want to convert to any religion that uses that as their book. Um And it says, reproachment would seem to be in the air until Dawkins' thesis is studied more closely. (laughs) While Grove believes the Bible is a guide to morality, Dawkins is sure that it is not. I've heard the cynically misanthropic opinion that without the Bible as a moral compass, people would would show no restraint against murder, theft, and mayhem. The surest way to disabuse yourself of this pernicious falsehood is to read the Bible itself, he says. In fact, its pages are riddled with the advocacy of murder, slavery, and theft. Hence his support of Grove's plan. Opening the Bible is the surest way to put young minds off its content. <laughs> From this perspective, the Dawkins-Grove alliance looks dead before it started. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't agree more because it literally... <laughs> and I love that idea of like, no, go for it. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Because... <laughs> and that's the thing, though, is that, you know, you think about... When I think back to to Sunday school as a really little kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, first of all, I mean, the most boring, boring lessons where it was just like, let's take these four, these fourteen or fifteen words that's in this verse, mm-hmm. and let's just talk about it for an hour. Because mm. every word here is just gold, yeah. right? Every begat and betrothed and, and <laughs> low unto like all everything in here is good. Right. Uh-huh. But it makes you realize also that not only is that, was that ridiculous that that's, you know, and that you've got a bunch of little kids in the room. Like why weren't, why were Sunday school teachers not totally embarrassed yeah. to be like, so Jeb, Jeb Thusala, uh went to the gardens <laughs> of, you know what I mean? And there's all these little kids staring at him like, why, why are we yeah. here? What? Yeah. You know, that not only is that part ridiculous, but then beyond that, it was it was totally like, oh, read this passage. Don't don't read the one above it or the one below it, but read this one right here. And this this might have something to do with your life. Right. And that that's what they did to you all the years that you were a little kid is that they really strategically showed you all these certain things. Well, do you, you get older do, and crack the Bible and you're like, oh my god, but don't there's you terrifying rem- stuff in here? Don't you remember having like some sort of like even moral questioning sometimes of like. Well, excuse me, you know, like how how does how does that work? And I guess I, I the the specific examples that are springing to mind come from the Book of Mormon more than so. Oh, but I remember Bible, I, like, I remember being at um I remember being at my friend Mike's um for a slumber party with a couple other kids and mm-hmm. him being like, "You guys want to see something really scary?" And we're like, "Yeah." And he like goes upstairs and comes back down with a Bible and he's like, "Check this out." And he goes to revelations and oh reads God. the whole section of the 10 headed oh, goat right, yeah, with yeah. a thousand golden eyes. That's blood's coming out of its mouth and sure, that it's yeah. got 600 horns or something. <laughs> and that it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Jesus. It's like a version of Jesus or something that he's seeing in his revelatory dream. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it's like, we sat around it like it was a ghost story book. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I remembered at that time, you know, and it's probably like 10 or 11. And I remember that time feeling really weird about like, how come nobody, how come we don't know anything about mm-hmm. all of that? Yeah. You know, like how come they never talk about that because stuff? They pick, they have, they have to pick and choose. Yeah. Well, and plus if you tell that to like a 10 or 11 year old kid, you're either going to s- scare the shit out of them or they're going to start drawing that stuff on t-shirts and be like, whatever, bro, it's in the Bible. <laughs> You know, and you see, then you lose control because you but can't I, be like, you know. I don't know. I think there's also a strand, though, of like, especially in the more conservative evangelical Christianity that would be like, yeah, yeah, that is a good picture. And it's from the Bible. Probably. And you're like, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like, you know, the whole left behind stuff. I've seen the imagery Dude. that goes along with that stuff. And it's like. Left behind is a terrifying. What the it's a, hell are you guys thinking? Yeah. Well, because they want to turn. Yeah. I mean, they want to be like. Oh, they want to compete with Hollywood. Yeah. They want to be like, oh, they they, you, you like yeah. lost? Wait till yeah. you see what happens when yeah. Jesus comes back. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> right? Like they yeah. they could yeah. go get like Jerry Bruckheimer or something mm-hmm. to produce like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The That's... apocalypse and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody gets taken well, they up they basically to have. Yeah. They basically have. It's just with Kirk Cameron. Oh, God. How did that happen? Kirk Cameron. Ugh. Anyways. All right. Well, um, speaking of religion gone wild. Oh, you're going to say um, speaking of Kirk Cameron. No. It's like, wow. <laughs> I thought we talked about our topics. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, the, the headline on this one just says, uh, prom chaperones sprayed Lysol on dirty dancers. <laughs> Cops colon moms called teen girls, whores, sluts, dirty. This is the chaperones. These are the chaperones. Oh my God. These are the people who were chose, who were picked out from their community. These are the adults to in come the room. Enforce morality. <laughs> sense of right and wrong sluts <laughs> sluts you called a teenage kid yeah slut. so and they uh they also uh described well they described the dancing to the cops as dirty dancing um <laughs> was and, it the lambada uh, i don't know what they were doing the forbidden dance i don't think it was that oh. i think they were just being they were dancing like teenagers yeah, at a prom. Yeah. And yeah, they get a little close and they move around a was, little bit. Was John Lithgow there to be like, no more dancing. <laughs> we're <laughs> shutting the town down. No more dancing for anyone. But they also said to the cops that they, quote, they were advertising butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> not, not anal intercourse. Yeah. But sex. But sex. <laughs> uh, so sadly, the prom, uh, who's uh, the, the, the prom, had the theme of uh, lost in Pandora. Um, <laughs> this thing just keeps. Are you sure this isn't the onion? No, 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 no. This is totally oh, legit. This God. is totally real. I, um, I mean, wait. I just I'm, I'm closing my eyes and I can just picture like my favorite part about it. Uh, hypothetically, what I'm imagining is mm-hmm. that. You know, there's some bumping and grinding going mm-hmm. on. They're like, fair enough. Like, you should probably go over and tap some yeah, your shoulder and exactly. be like, you guys, that's gross. Like, yeah, we're in school. That's not, like, it's, we're still in a school. Th- this not is how adult, adults don't behave like this. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. So you go and try and do that. And at that point, are they like, whatever, no. And like, keep doing it. And so then you have to get the Lysol. Yeah. Like they're cats. <laughs> that's exactly what I was picturing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like spraying, spraying dogs with a hose. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're like, hey, 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 Lysol. Yeah. Lysol. Did, did Everybody... you think they tried stomping and clapping like before? Like, 
Oh my god, <laughs> that's absolutely um, amazing. Yeah. So so, anyways, yeah, they um, they they've of course they have denied the Lysol spraying. Um, that stuff doesn't go but, away though. Um, All you need the, to do is get one of those kids rayon shirts that is now stained with the Lysol and. Oh, exactly. You know. right? Just go to the Tux rental place and <laughs> grab a couple. They've got Lysol on. Them. Oh my god. Um, where yeah. was this at? This was in Mana. What was it? Mana, Mana, Mana. Manitoba? Not Mana. Manitoba. Um, I wish we could disavow this from our nation. <laughs> uh, no, it's Manito Springs in Colorado. Okay. So, okay. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Lost in Pandora. I mean, it's, it's, it's awful because you're like, the kids are just doing the same dumb shit that they see on MTV and everywhere else. Right. <laughs> That's the, the, the adult, I was just going to go there. They were like, um, both chaperones told the cops that bumping and grinding was quote filthy and similar to what you'd see on MTV. <laughs> so they remember watching they were, spring break mm-hmm. or yeah. When they the were grind, younger. right. Yeah. Isn't that, that was uh-huh. the name of the show. Uh, oh yeah. Where every camera was uh-huh. placed strategically right underneath a girl's skirt. Oh, and it was like God. two hours of that. And you're just like, oh, this is, yeah, it was a weird show. Yeah, it was a really weird show. But the thing of it is, it's like, so they're just doing what they've seen. Right. Right. Like on anything. They're not actually, most of them are probably way too terrified to have sex anyway. Right. They're already right. off having sex. They're not simulating it on the dance floor. They're exactly. in a limo somewhere right now. Yeah. So you have these kids that are just doing this thing that they always do and that their peers always do. And then their prom is ruined by, by a couple of people that are like sprayed them with Lysol <laughs> and called them whores. Like it's, uh, it's like so. When you think back, like, oh, honey, I I can't wait for you to go to your prom. Did I ever tell you about my prom? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I've got something. Uh, I I have I have something. Um, not similar necessarily, but but uh, but fits into the same idea of just sort of uh, crazy crazy people. So I wanted to do this because uh, I think that there's been a lot of conversation on this show lately about uh this goes back to the um the the guy uh, in your iTunes comment that said you guys were trolls oh, right God, because yeah. because that you were somehow like apologists you know <laughs> or or this idea of like and I but but rightly so and I think that we talked about this too which is that that you know it's the zombie muhammad thing right mm-hmm. where where you go are you just doing this to just just to be a dick mm-hmm. or is it, you know, and, and you kind of get to that, you, you get into that place. Well, I, I, I found this story and it's funny, but there's something about it. I want to talk about. Um, okay. Florida atheists unbless highway with unholy water. Okay. So, <laughs> what, what exactly is unholy water? I don't know. Honestly, there's, there was a picture and it's just a big plastic jug. <laughs> That somebody took a Sharpie and wrote unholy water on it. Okay. So I'm just going to read this because um, it's got a couple of good zingers on it, but it's pretty short. A group of atheists in Florida spent part of their weekend washing away a blessing placed upon a local highway by a religious group. Armed with brooms, mops, and unholy water, the atheists gathered Saturday to symbolically clean up holy oil that poke under prayer. Uh, that's the name of the organization. Poke under P O L K poke under prayer. Okay. Uh, or pup. Is there? Uh, okay. okay. Uh, put down on highway 98 near the Pasco Polk County line last year. Bay news nine reported 
We come in peace, humanists of Florida director Mark Palmer announced before he and members of other atheist organizations launched their cleanup. Now, that's normally what aliens say when they visit a new planet, but we're not aliens. We're atheists. <laughs> okay. According to the report, Palmer said Polk under prayers, blessings, sends a very bad signal to everyone in Polk County and anyone who travels through Polk County who doesn't happen to be Christian. The unblessing project, he explained, was not about atheist rights, but about welcoming everybody into Polk County. Now, here's the thing the article doesn't specifically state, which I found in another article, which was uh, Polk under prayer put the oil down and blessed blessed the highway. Okay. Um to keep unsavory types out of their county. Oh. That's why they did it. Whoa. And this is why I wanted to talk about this okay. story because I think that when you do say, oh, you know, he dressed up like Muhammad, but he was a zombie Muhammad and it pissed these guys off. And of course it did because he was kind of being a jerk. Right. And you have these other stories similar to that. And I think that, that, that you guys, and when I was on last time, we end up kind of taking the people, the religious people's sides on those stories because we're like, that was unnecessary to do right. that. But this right here, this right here, like, of course you need to go and make fun of it with your own holy yeah. water and do a symbolic thing. Yeah. Because really, that that is that what they did, what Polk Under Prayer did, is exactly the thing that pisses off people that are not religious. Mm-hmm. And religious people do not understand it. And it, it almost goes to the same concept as like... Oh, well, why shouldn't the government tap your phones? If you're not doing anything illegal, then you'll be fine. And it's like, right. that's not the point. Right. And this is the same thing as it's like, well, then why would you want unsavory people? And it's like, this, that's not the point. Well, you can't be the arbitrator of, of, of all things good and holy or whatever. Right. And it's bullshit. You know, well, and it's, let's also just face facts that the unsavory characters that they're, that they're talking about are not just exclusively atheists. Yeah, exactly. They, they, like yeah. the atheists in this in this instance are not just standing up for themselves, but they're standing up for everybody that everybody might be different. Who's not mm-hmm. whatever Polk under prayer is. deems as being not yeah. good. Yeah, and that's and that's just it. And I think that for you, you know, it's those instances that even though it is silly and it mm-hmm. was a big jug of unholy water, the symbolism behind it was really important, which yeah. is you know, screw you guys. Like you don't yeah. just get to do this. And even though we know that it's your own mystical incantations and, you know, and runes and bags real, of bones right. and none of it's real. It right. doesn't actually do anything, but it's a really inappropriate thing mm-hmm. uh, uh, for you to take on in that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm as much as in the same way, like as much as things like the flying spaghetti monster and all that kind <laughs> of stuff, is snarky and funny Mm -hmm. and and i get it like it's it that can be really uh you know at times i think that that can be really uh uh disrespectful to to people's beliefs and i get that why people might get mad at the same time i also feel like in a lot of instances it's needed to Mm -hmm. be there not just unless for like a sarcastic kind of prickish way to treat other people and more just like to add in some kind of levity or some other Mm -hmm. side to the conversation. And well, and I, you know, I think that you actually bring up a really good point, which is that maybe Dan and I haven't been very good at defining sort of where that line is for us, you know, like where the, the things that we find distasteful, um, and that we're, we wanted to talk about, you know, and within sort of the, you know, different parts of the atheist community. Um, yeah, we haven't, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's hard because to pinpoint I, it though. I totally agree it. with you on this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I absolutely agree that, yeah, that's, that's a fun stunt. It brings 
attention to to something that was that was truly unsavory. Yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, in the same way that the the you know the uh, and flying spaghetti melt. In the same way, that, like the KKK somehow. Yeah, exactly. Know, right. Religion, well, and know? and the the you know the flying spaghetti monster thing, or as they call themselves, the Pastafarians, which again yeah, I love. That's it's funny very too. funny. But you know that whole thing was created as an attempt to become part of this larger discussion because I think so often you have um, states' rights uh, being given uh, to, to these organizations. And, and the guy, the guy who, uh, started it was basically starting it to, to say, I want to start my own church so that I have tax, tax exempt status. Mm -hmm. And it became this huge issue and it brought a lot of light to the issue. And he was like, if you don't let me do this, then you're hypocrites Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if my God is the dumbest thing in the world to you. It's my God. Mm -hmm. And you can't say I'm just being silly. Well, and it was also a way to protest the, um, the board of education in mm-hmm. Kansas yeah, yeah. Are, um, wanting to teach creationism. Yeah. And, and so the, alongside of, of, you know, evolution. And so he was like, well, if you're going to be teaching about that kind of God stuff, then you need to be teaching my, my creation thing as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? I don't know yet, but I'll be back in a week. <laughs> and the other, and the thing about it, it is it's in flour the, and eggs. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's in the same way. It's the same thing that, that, you know, uh, you have politicians trying to, uh, um, argue about, you know, that Stephen Colbert is making a mockery of our, you know, uh, 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 our presidential system and, you know, by running for office or whatever. And it's like, actually he brought w- what he's doing is bringing a lot of light to how a super PAC works. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the weird rules and what are the loopholes to be yeah. able to do all these different things? More and it's really important it now yeah, than, than they ever, ever would have. Yeah. yeah. And I think that in this way, things like this are important mm-hmm. if they can do that. If mm-hmm. they, I mean, everybody gets to do whatever the hell they want, obviously. Sure. Yeah. But if you want to be zombie Muhammad, go be zombie Muhammad. <laughs> totally. But, you know, somebody's probably going to punch you. You're a dick. <laughs> B, you might get punched in the face. I mean, you know, if there's one thing we can say about, uh, not to rope everybody together, but if there's one group that you might not want to think about testing <laughs> their sense of humor about their God, it might be Muslims. And I'm just saying it that like, yeah, they have a pretty rugged track record when it's like, Oh, lighten up. It's just your God. Right. They don't, right. they don't, and, and they don't attacking like attacking any group headlong. You never, you don't achieve anything. No, you might as well. You're, you're a lot better off being a good neighbor and treating them well. Than, um, than, than just being a dick. And I guess some because, people don't care about that. I know. I, some people just yeah. don't care about that. And a lot of it's because... But you don't and, change any minds. In fact, all you do is solidify points of view but you, you and start da- attacking that way. But that's one thing that you have to realize, too, is that you and Dan, for all of your experiences growing up religious, mm-hmm. have turned out pretty pretty good and pretty neutral when it comes to, I am an atheist and here's what I believe, but here's how we can help. Mm. And I think there's a lot of other people out there that have had much more um, rough mm. <laughs> uh, experiences throughout their childhood when it came, you know, to, to religion. I mean, part of it is like you came out of the, you came out of the closet later. I mean, imagine if you had, really come to terms with that at like, you know, 12 or 13 yeah, and tried to deal with it then and had a family that was like, wanted to send you off to one of these boys ranches or something. Yeah. No, you get older and like you're, you, you want to light the world on fire. You do not want to talk, right? You do right. not want to be civil. 
Right. You want to dress up like zombie Muhammad and piss off some people. Right. And it doesn't help. But, that, but that's, that's about my sexuality. As far as my religion goes, I was the, you know, I was, the, I'm the child of converts, Mormon converts. Right. Who dragged us from California to Oklahoma where we could be religious minorities in a small Oklahoma town that was predominantly Southern Baptist, mm. you know? And so like, like I've got some things that if I want to be angry about <laughs> right. being raised religious, I've got them. Right. You know? The fact that my dad dragged me into his office, he was Bishop at the time and more or less had, um, my, uh, missionary papers already filled out and just needed my signature without a discussion with, you. without any real discussion. And I had been planning on going to college in the fall. Wow. And so like, there was, there was some strong arming and, you know, I mean, in retrospect, yeah, I'm really glad I got to spend two years in Italy. Yeah. It's Italy. Who gets to do that. Yeah. You know, even though I was there for religious purposes. But at the time I remember you telling me like you were totally down. You were like, this is awesome. Like, oh yeah. As soon as I heard that it was Italy, I was like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go do anything for two years if it's Italy. And so, yeah, you know, like I, I, I don't think that, it, that, that it's strictly sort of the the experiences that you have, I think it's just how you decide to come out of it. Well, and what you, you know? want, what you want to bring to the discussion. Yeah. You know, I don't like, and I, that's the thing is it always like, I always, even though like I personally, I don't give a shit, but when I hear people like, you know, Oh, you're praying to Jesus. You might as well play to, pray to the Easter bunny. There's always a part of me that's like, because I have extended family members that are religious, that makes me go, Ugh. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even though I personally don't care, I just go, Ugh, that's a, somebody's, <laughs> you just made someone really sad when you did that. You know what I mean? Like it just, and that's hard for me. I can't get over that. I just have, I, I think I have, I have innate sense of like, oh, we're, we're all deep down. We're all good people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then those extended family members of mine go, yeah, except for you're going to hell, but we are all deep down good people. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, it, it's an ongoing conversation and you never know where that line is because half the time it feels like, I don't know. Sometimes you just want retribution against people though. If they're, that, if they're, you know, really stomping all over your rights, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. I yeah, get, I've been there. Oh, I get mad. I've been there. Yeah, of course. Of course. But you, you do have to think it through at a certain point and then accept responsibility for the consequence for, for, you know, that your, your actions have consequences and that you're just adding to that. You big might just ball be of bullshit. throwing more, you know, fuel on the fire. Right. Yep. Hmm. So no, so it's at a pickle. certain point you have to it's be able to step one. down and, but that, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, let's see. I've got a story here. Um, the, the headline says church that stood up for gay rights faces closure. Oh, this is kind of, this is, um, it's Grace Community, uh, United Church of Christ in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently it was a predominantly African American congregation or still is. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, pastor, uh, Reverend Oliver White, um, is now saying that, uh, well, I guess what ended up happening is he, um, at the, the, um, what is it? UCC the United church of Christ mm. at the, the, um, he was at one of their big congresses or some kind, right? right? Where the, where they all get together and they sort of vote on the direction of the church and right, da, da, right. Da, da, da. And, uh, and there was something that had come forward. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, um, that he voted 
with the 80% of the pastors and different authorities and whatnot in support of the UCC's, um, um, belief that gay couples deserve sort of the, the blessings. So 80% of this, 80% U- of the UCC, said- which UCC is like, they, they, they have a long track record of being very gay friendly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but when he came home, his congregation was split over the issue and, and they just le- they just flat out left his immediately church. began to see numbers dwindle so now and this is really this is the sad part and it's predominantly it's african-american church predominantly right? african-american um relatively poor african-american neighborhood is where the congregation when well, you sits. hear that that that's that stigma is still pretty pretty mm-hmm. big with religious african-americans when it comes to the gay rights thing it's a, yeah they um, were i mean they i mean when 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 prop eight uh was on the table. It was, I mean, there was a large, a very large number of, of African-American communities that voted for it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't, that's what I, I can't heard. speak to it directly, but well, there yeah, was some, I remember there was some weird thing where they had had such a high number of African-Americans, um, in California come out to vote for Barack Obama mm. that they were they're on the, it's on the same ballot. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. That, it's yeah. the same year. Yeah. So they're, that's right. They're, you know what I mean? And so they, they saw some uh, correlation be- between the two. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Oh, that's right. That was a really bad post-election day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a good and a bad. And then, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently the church took out a high interest $150,000 loan. Um, and it now has, it now even has a higher interest rate than when they took it out of 23%. Oh my God. One hundred fifty thousand dollars, one hundred twenty-three. I don't even know what they were thinking. But so the title loan place, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, we we're not going to get the car back. But they, yeah, they, now the every title time loan I make a payment, a all I'm doing is paying on the interest. Check City now owns a church. <laughs> uh, cash for cars. Cash for cars yeah. now owns a. Um, but anyway, so um, he's trying to get two hundred thousand people to donate a dollar each. To and you know what I bet if this story gets out they'll hopefully they'll I've heard about it I had heard about it so I think it is getting that out will there happen just for the sake of their their community and you know like okay yeah it's religious and I'm atheist and I'm not going to donate to it but I hope I I hope that religious people do well, the, like you know what, I hope that the, 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 the worst the thing that can, religious people are supported the worst thing that can know? happen is that you you know that you say. I've decided to take this stand and I know that it can be kind of risky, but I think it's the right thing to do. And then you, I mean, it would be just like if Obama lost, uh, the election because he came out in, in favor of, of gay rights. You know what I mean? That it's like, you make this stand and you make this grand gesture. And then at the end of it, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it's a really sad thing. And so you do, you want to see it. Uh, and, and that's, but, but they're actually using the two, um, in correlation with one another is that that's sort of like this story is all over on Fox news and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Cause they're like, hello, president Romney. See, it's all done now. There you go. Yeah. Look what happened to this church. That's what's going to happen to the country. You know, like that's what they're <laughs> oh, seeing They God. They want to, they want to create a direct link between the two. Yeah. And it's like, well, and that's actually, uh, that ties in perfectly with my next one. Uh, would Jesus approve of same-sex marriage? marriage, 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 marriage. <laughs> uh, essentially, this came from uh, my favorite new website, 
religiontoday.com. Ooh, hey. Um, and uh, this is an article by Jerry Newcomb. Uh, you know what, though? Scroll back up. You know, I'm, I don't, hmm. as a gay man, I'm kind of tired of the two women in a wedding dress, two, two men two in tuxes. Gr- the two little candy grooms on top of the cake. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of that imagery. Why? Um, I don't need your fucking traditions. <laughs> Yeah, but this is if showing I, the I, impact. I mean, this is showing the impact, Frank, that if I go to, to Michael's, mm-hmm. if you're getting married, and mm-hmm. I go to Michael's to pick out all the things for your yeah. for your uh, wedding, uh-huh. I have to buy two sets of those damn little bride and grooms. That's true. And then I just got two grooms, or two brides sitting around, and yeah. I don't know a lesbian couple, and so what do I do with them? <laughs> right? I, you're going to uh, make this company? You're going you're gonna to make them? Do something that they don't agree with. If the company doesn't 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 like the idea of same sex marriage, somebody will come along and make. The I'm just saying you, you throw the pebble. Not, in, you put you throw the pebble I'm in the pond. I, I and need, the ripple effect. I don't need your crap. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Isn't that why? Isn't that isn't that what you guys want? Isn't that the whole thing? Is you want all the? I want rights. <laughs> I don't care about cake. <laughs> all right, so. What Jerry has to say about this, and this is, uh, it starts off, there's some, there's some choice stuff we have to get into here okay. in his article, uh, but he does bring up a very uh, important point that lots of religious people have been discussing in the last week since Obama's um, uh, statement about supporting same-sex marriages. Okay. Uh, speaking of himself and his wife, the president said, we're both practicing Christians, and obviously this position may be considered to put us at odds with the views of others. But, you know, when we think about our faith, the thing at root that we think about is not only Christ sacrificing himself on our behalf, but it's also the golden rule, you know, treat others the way you'd want to be treated. Hmm. That part of that statement, he did, he did a two-paragraph statement mm-hmm. uh, in that interview where he, where he, he made uh, uh, um, his, his position. And that's the second paragraph. Hmm. And lots of people have been talking about it ever since. Hmm. Now, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, in his article here, uh, has some very interesting things, though. He says, uh, today, people sometimes say that Jesus never condemned homosexuality, but he did when he condemned porneia, from which we get the word pornography. Oh. In Matthew fifteen nineteen, Jesus condemned a host of sins, one of which is porneia. The word is translated as sexual immorality. It would include all of the sexual sins prohibited in the Old Testament, such as premarital sex, adultery, homosexuality, incest, and bestiality. Mm. But the Bible doesn't just stop there on the issue. It says that gays can be freed from this lifestyle. So apparently this... Uh, 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 what? Um, this, uh, what was, what's it referred to as? The, the, the therapy, the... Uh, Reco- like Recovery therapy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... According according to according to Jerry here, he says uh, the Bible doesn't just stop there on the issue. It says the gays can be freed from this lifestyle, oh. just like other sinners, which is good news for all of us. <laughs> I countered that contrary to the ex-gay movement being born in the United States in the 1970s, it was born back in the first century. Paul the Apostle wrote to the Christians in the Greek city of uh, Corinth. Oh, uh, his letter to the Corinthians. Uh-huh. Um and spoke against a host of sins, including homosexuality. But then he adds, and that is where some of you were, but you were washed. Oh. And Jerry then goes on to talk about his own experiences working uh, in a facility 
uh, helping people pray away the gay. Oh my. Okay. And okay. he says, so this is from his own personal experience. One oh, no. of, and he's, he's, he's talking about one of the conversations he had with one of these guys. Okay. One of them told me as a homosexual, when I laid my head down at night, I had to think about all the shame I felt. I felt even though I said I was free and was very happy about being gay, there was still a feeling of entrapment. I felt like I'd committed myself to something that I really was not sure that I could handle. And because of that, it drew me into a fury of trying to prove myself. Mm. And I found that most of my friends were the same way. You had to continuously prove yourself in that lifestyle. And Mm. so he basically just heads Jerry Newcomb heads down this path of, of starting off with his hypothetical question of would Jesus really accept gay marriage? And by the end of his tells us that, all the answers to curing homosexuality were right there in the Bible all along. If we would have just stopped oh to look. And I love the idea of a guy that's gone through this therapy and come out the other side saying, I mean, it was like every night we were having to prove it again and again. <laughs> you know, we had to prove it on vacations to Barbados or, you know, prove it. I mean, it's just like well, drinking Mai Tais <laughs> yeah, on a cruise. Exactly. I mean, you know, just constantly. Four times a week in the gym. Uh, yeah. And I yep. mean, just me and all my buddies. I mean, it's just like, and he has no idea that he's basically just added all this stuff in there. But it's completely, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, I think, to, to, to hear this guy talking about this stuff as if the leaps that you have to make, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like it's a choose your own adventure book where he's like, he said this word. Which, if you know anything, you know it means that thing. Mm-hmm. And so then later, when he said that you were washed, washed means that really, you know, you're going through therapy to... to well, it's get, like Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck with his chalkboard. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. An arrow to here and an arrow uh-huh. to there yeah. and over to here. And, yeah. and it's complete insanity. Um, which, of course, you know, what else do you expect from uh, somebody talking about homosexuality on a, on a Christian website? But I do think that the... <laughs> Yeah. I do think that the the basis of where he's starting from is really interesting, which is, you know, this concept of oh, what, where does he actually says he says him. Uh, but there's a flaw in the theologian in chief's understanding. Oh, my God. And it's like, you know what? He threw you. He threw you a fucking bone. Yeah. He threw you a bone by citing the golden rule. He could have been like, and you know what? I don't care what any of you think. I'm the president of the United States. <laughs> Right. And instead he threw you a bone and you came back with, well, actually here on page 276, it clearly <laughs> states that, uh, right. It's just like the panic well, involved in that. What's, what's nuts about it is the, 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 the part where Obama actually like cites religion and talks about the golden rule. Like it's such a sweet statement. It's, it's such the a golden rule. I mean, this is the basis of like morality. Yeah. It's, it's what you it's, get. It's the, you get it's taught a fundamental concept. That every single society, successful society on the face of the planet, on the in the history of the planet, has, has come up with some version of it yeah. all on their own, right? Exactly. There's some sort of version of that specific statement. Yeah. There's a little nuance here. Like I said, you learn it in you learn it in you preschool. Know, if, How would you like it if somebody hit you, Tommy? Exactly. And you're like, oh shit, I know Ooh, what I'm about. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> You know, and then you care, you build upon that concept yeah. and then you have, you have a moral, you have a moral right. structure 
And to to be like, well, that's not really what he meant. And you know, like I love these guys who are, you know, they they, they walk around and spout off all their stuff, and they're like, well, I was gay, and I and I I prayed it away and whatever, and yeah. you know, and you okay, whatever. I am gonna take you at your word, yeah, right now, and I'm gonna accept that you're telling the truth and that you no longer feel like attractions to men yeah. and whatnot. And we'll see where and you the, are in five years. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Not even I'm going to say, okay, all right, that worked for you. <laughs> it didn't work for me. Right. So you need to, golden rule here, just apply the golden rule. Yeah. And walk away. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, who cares? Who cares? Like, I love it when they're when they're like, oh, well, <laughs> there's, I know, I know some ex-gay. I know some people who used to be gay. And it's like, great. Yeah. How many people do I know who are gay? Yeah. So, so what? So maybe they were bisexual, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they had so much willpower, they could actually say no. It doesn't change the fact. It doesn't change anything about my reality in my life. And the like I don't and want how you I to should be treated by the country that I live in. I don't want to pray. I don't want you to pray for me. I don't want to get fixed and have to end up marrying fucking Michelle Bachman. Like I don't want to do any of those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't like I don't I don't want any of that. Like just yeah. leave me alone. And so this idea of like, but you guys, we have a cure. It's right here in the Bible. It's like, it says I don't want it. a cure. Yeah. It's like, I don't need one. I don't, I don't want a cure. I don't need your cure. First of all. Yeah. Fuck your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> let's start. Let's start here. Let's start here. Let's start. Let's start. Fuck your goddamn Bible. Okay. So we're going to start with that. Uh-huh. And then that's now, a good basis <laughs> for our for, conversation. Yeah. Now let's totally mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I just think that that idea, first of all, obviously, Whoever is standing up in front of a group and talking about, like, I've been fixed. They Mm -hmm. prayed away my gay. He's that dude is so deep in that moment of that right then that he hasn't come to terms with himself. And he probably really wants to believe that. And that's fine. And you know what? It'll it's going to it's going to last about a year. Sure. You know, after you've really ruined some other poor person's life by getting married and having a couple of kids with that person. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you eventually come to the. I mean, after I don't know how many like, you know, late night secret meetings, you know, mm-hmm. that that you have to have before you're like, uh oh, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's it blows my mind. And there's going to come a point where we're going to come back to this so many years from now after everything, you know, we, you know, I've talked about this before that it's like we exist in a world today that we're never going to come. We're never going to regress back when it comes to the, the not just gay rights, but the Mm -hmm. concept and the social uh, norm Mm -hmm. of, of homosexuality. And, and I was, I was referencing uh, Eddie Murphy, right? Mm -hmm. Like that you go back to Eddie Murphy's landmark uh, standup comedy in the early eighties. What was it? uh, Delirious and raw. Mm -hmm. You go back and you watch those. They're almost unwatchable now because there is so much hate speech in them. Mm. I mean, whole, whole bits that are just dropping uh, the word fag left. And right. I mean, it's just painful to listen to it. And you think about that and you go, that shows how far we have come now. Oh, yeah. where now you have Brett Ratner using that word and basically being uninvited to produce mm-hmm. uh, the Academy Awards. Yeah. And so you go, that's how far we've come. 
So you never go back to that. No. And there will come a time in 20 years from now that when we look at this sort of like uh, pray the gay away kind of therapy, I mean, it's going to be barbaric looking. You know, it'll probably still exist. Right. But it'll, it'll, it'll still be out there. But like the the vast majority of 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 people in this country are, are just going to be completely fine. Well, on I, the gay I, think, issue. I think it'll still exist, like, but I, it'll be strictly, I, it'll be strictly religious. It'll be as, mm-hmm. as weird as snake handling. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you will have a single entity that considers themselves to be actually psychologists or therapists. Oh, yeah. 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 That would in any way, whereas right now you do, you have people that have like, have, have like degrees, you know, mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. licensed LCSWs. And they're like, Oh yeah, I work at this, you know, oh, right, this yeah, yeah. pray yeah. the gay away, like, you know, therapy for, for men reclaiming their manhood or whatever, which actually sounds like the gayest. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do this summer? I re- just reclaim my manhood. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of others guys too. Usually about twice a day. <laughs> a lot of manhood. A lot of manhood. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is uh, this is this is this now the perfect segue to to go to our soundbite for yeah, the episode exactly. because this is like it's all it all meshes right yeah. in with one another. So, uh, so what we're going to be listening <laughs> to here is my favorite, Pat Robertson, CBN, the gift that keeps on giving people. <laughs> it just keeps giving. So, uh, prepare yourselves. Ugh. Prepare yourselves for this. This is one. two of them. I think that's the one thing. We're, well, we're gonna we'll uh, listen to the one, the first one. <laughs> We'll take a little break and then we'll listen to this. All right. All right. This is Douglas who says, what would you say to a school that has gay and LGBT students being bullied by the Christian kids? Well, I think that's terrible. And Christians shouldn't do that. I don't know what you, I mean, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, Christians shouldn't do that. They ought to act in love. Uh, you may disagree. You may think that these practices are an abomination. You can think all sorts of things, but you need to love, and you need to reach out to these kids in love. Okay, Pat Robertson. So first of all, he gets it right. He <laughs> says LGBT. He even gets them in the right order, <laughs> which blows my because I would think that he would. And he does say well, blah he's, blah he's blah. He's had at the flashcards end. on this one, right? Because he's like, okay, I got. I he does get say this right. blah 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 at the end of it, which is a but little, you think uh, that he'd be like, you know, the and like make up a bunch of crazy LGBTQYW exactly. But instead, he like gets the whole thing right, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. Do you also think that the woman that's on that show with him, it must be like being like a lion tamer, like you never know when you go in what's going to happen so she's like she reads the question and then waits with bated breath and then he goes well i think it's horrible and she's like absolutely Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) because she has no idea if he's going to be like tornadoes and goats and she's like exactly he is he does he actually call himself a prophet because he 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 claims like that he talks to God. Yeah, he acts like I a mean, seer. Where yeah. he's just like he. It's like, it's like in the moment. I know he's not. He. That's <laughs> uh, actually something we should look up because like he sits there and he 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 says that he gets divine yeah. revelation. It's he like has it, conversations it, with God, <laughs> and they're it's in just, the moment on the show too. Like yeah. where he'll be sitting there, and it's sort of this like Nostradamus thing where all of a sudden he's like, you know. Black sackcloth and uh, a well, raven's yeah, foot, you know. It just depends it's, on the balance of his medication that day. And, oh and on that note. And yes, <laughs> that note. Here we go. Let's listen to the medication. other one. Isn't it appalling that the United States of America would try to enforce 
um, the acceptance of homosexuality on other nations, but at the same time, we would not force them to take care of their religious minorities and they would permit discrimination and persecution of Christians. What kind of a country have we got? And you know, there is a God in heaven, and He is just. Thomas Jefferson said, I tremble when I remember that God is just. He is just. He's not going to allow this kind of thing to go on forever. This country cannot continue to violate God's principles and to, to uh, <clears throat> make a mockery of his laws and think we're going to get away with it. And when the blow comes, it's going to be horrible. I love the way that preachers say the word homosexuality. Homosexuality. It has like 16 <laughs> syllables. Homosexuality. It sounds like Slim Pickens, <laughs> right? The homosexuality. He has a hard time saying it. Um, is that what we're doing? Are we enforcing homosexuality onto other I, nations? I have no clue. Because if that's what we're doing, Frank, I got to say, I'm totally against that. <laughs> If you're not gay, no one should be making you be gay. Next thing, well, they're going to be doing it to us. I'll I, have to get divorced from my I wife. Think it's part and, of the aid package. Oh, okay. When, when we help out like, <laughs> in different countries, we parachute in gay. We parachute along in with the oh, food. You should see those parachutes <laughs> and chiffon. Oh yeah, oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> and the, the care the- packages. It's just. Condoms and dildos and lube. Share and, CDs. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, here you go, starving people. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't want this. And we're like, then we're taking the whole thing back. <laughs> Holophobes. <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that about any, why would you be like, they're enforcing homosexuality ha- on other nations? I have a feeling that this probably has to do with the, the situation in, um, Oh, what's that African nation? Oh, the, okay. Like, eat the poo poo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because they had these guys. I mean, I do not understand how this is not the most massively illegal thing in the world. That you can have these leaders mm-hmm. of these Christian churches come in mm-hmm. and basically scare the bejesus out of these really poor people with mm-hmm. zero resources yep. into being like essentially giving them a scapegoat. If you have a bunch of poor people that are dealing with like disease and famine and rampant crime mm-hmm. and you say to them, guess whose fault it is? This group over here in our history, that mm-hmm. usually has fairly bad it repercussions. Work too well. It doesn't yeah. work too well. And yeah. the recklessness of the fact that these were Americans that yeah. were that were acting like that they were there was some kind of like uh mm-hmm. um you know aid workers to go over there, but really it's like, no, you basically helped them set up laws to be able to kill people mm-hmm. for homosexuality. Yeah. How can those guys not be arrested for doing that? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um but th- that's the thing too, is that like Pat Robertson and it, it, to, to, to cite Glenn Beck again, I think that at times you have people that twist twist something that's happening, mm-hmm. and then when they cite it, you're like, oh, that's outlandish. That's not what that was. They totally changed it. But Robertson changes it so much that I no longer know what he's referencing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if he's just like, oh, I think it's horrible that Obama said he wanted to kill and eat small white children. And you're like... <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't even know where the propaganda started for, you know what I mean? Like that it's that insane. Yeah. Um, well, it, what, what's really interesting to me is that the, the kind of speech that he engages in the ways that he talks about homosexuality and the gay community and, mm-hmm. and all of that is the kind of speech 
that leads believers to be bullies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To justify being a bully. And then, and then he just like comes out and is like, Oh no, it's terrible to bully Christian. Well, are you saying that because why are you saying that? Because like bullying is a bad thing in America now. Yeah, exactly. We've decided we've, and you know, the shit that's going to rain down on you. If you're like, Hell yeah, bully those little kids. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like Pat Robertson would do something for the "It Gets Better" campaign because he wouldn't understand <laughs> what the ramifications or implications are. He'd be like, "Well, I've I've just well, of to- course, life gets better. It gets better every day." You know, like he just like <laughs> he would have no frame of reference. And on that same note, can we talk about what the word "just" means? Oh my god, I tremble. I tremble when I think of about the fact that God is a just God, and it's like actually that should be reassuring. Yeah, it mean doesn't mean it doesn't mean what you think it means. It means that <laughs> it actually means you got that one hundred and eighty degrees wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It actually means the opposite. That God's going to look down mm-hmm. and he's going to see that there's a bunch of people that are trying really hard to get along, and he's going to go. Eh. And yeah. walk away. That's like that's, that's pretty, being just. Yeah, that's what that means. It doesn't it doesn't have those three other letters at the end of it. It's not yeah. justice. Yeah, it's not it's because not. you broke one of God's rules. Yeah. Now he's going to punish you. And I right? love that. I it's love the, God is just and kind. And what what's the whole thing? God is just kind, uh, obedient, reverent, brave, that's the one. Thrifty. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> But, you know, the other part of that, too, I think, is that that uh, and this goes back to that same conversation about, uh, you know, religious parents thinking that their kids are just lazy or or they know they're sinners or whatever, Mm -hmm. is that when when Robertson says, like, you can't think that you can just break his rules willy nilly and that he's not going to come back at, you know, and it's like, no, 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 that like nobody's like, ah, screw it. Who cares what God thinks? Let's do it anyway. <laughs> it's about human rights. It's about yeah. compassion. Yeah. It's about equal rights for people. It's about empathy. You know, it's about all these things. But but I love that that Robertson can like condense it all down to this one simple concept. That's about like you guys are just you're just playing around. You're yeah. just playing around and seeing what happens, aren't you? And it's like no, yeah. no one's doing that. Like it's a belief system. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh God! Well, Adam, mm. um, before we get to your Taoism, I know you're making it sound like it's this Taoism. It is. I know. It sounds like I'm I, I'm going to go on some like uh, one man show. Taoism. Oh, and it was great. He did all the voices. It was really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we were having a conversation at work um, mm. last week. Yeah, maybe two weeks ago. Um, and this this was where I was being like, just like. Screw that. It's dumb. Like, yeah. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about... Well, okay. To fill in all of our non-Salt Lake listeners, there's a new mall in Salt Lake. That Frank it's- has been on the edge of his seat about for the last <laughs> two up. and a half years. Shut up. Okay. You have been, though. You've been well, really excited for it. they took two blocks of downtown Salt Lake. And these are not like Portland down like blocks. These are they're Salt massive. Lake City yeah, blocks. They're, they're huge. Enormous, yeah. Um, and they took two of them and basically raised them. This is at the heart of downtown, and they built a mall. Yeah. Okay, and so it's like, the, so what? What I've been on the edge of my seat is because it means, you know, I kind of like to watch urban development and mm-hmm. how and and Main Street has always, you know, it's been plagued for the last twenty years, 
And so it's, uh, and by main street, I literally mean the street in Salt Lake that's named main street. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it's, you know, it's there's a great urban development that's happening here where they've yeah. really put a lot of money into it. And by yeah. they, we, we mean, mean the LDL church the LDS and by church. a lot of money, we mean $1.5 billion. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, so they built a big fancy, super fancy mall. Anyways, the whole town is going nuts over this thing. It's got a Nordstrom and a Macy's, which they tore they tore down a Nordstrom and a Macy's. Yeah, uh, to rebuild the whole. And thing. And it's got this like you know ye old town kind of feel to the little like windy I street don't think in there. That they went and for ye old town, I think it. I think it feels like lost. Like I think it feels like uh, uh, there's new- not a lot of ye old towns that have a retractable roof. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I don't. I don't mean the retractable <laughs> roof. Uh, that, that that's pretty amazing. What I mean is that it feels it feels like when you're inside the casino new york new york where it's it, like you're mm. like look up and you're like it's like we're outside it's like there's a sky and like the little streets are like really obviously is never really open driven the, the on and like the ceiling disappear you know the above the shops okay. are fake right. buildings adam you know? is painting you a picture that is totally not right anyways this is beside the point right <laughs> Mormons build a big fancy mall. Mormons don't like things open on Sunday. Mormons keep fancy mall closed on Sunday. And literally closed. Like they gate, like they have like, they close it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a mall with part. Well, part of it has doors. Yeah. Part of it's outside. Actually, all of it can be outside. Just the feeling of that's weird to me. The feeling of that's weird that it's sort of like, it's sort of outside and it's sort of a street, but they can like gate it. Yeah. It it. it is a little weird. It's a little weird. But anyways, so they, they close the whole thing off on Sundays. Mm. And let me tell you, folks, this has Salt Lake City up in arms. The standard Mormon haters in Salt Lake mm-hmm. are just, well, pah, closing on Sunday. And it's like, and okay. I, I'm one of those, just for our listeners to delineate which one of us is Siskel and which one of us is Ebert. I'm the one that hates it. And Frank is the one that's going to defend it. Is my point. Okay. This is my point. I love it. It's the weirdest point. Okay, I, I love it. People, okay, the most rapidly anti, and I'm not talking about you okay. here necessarily, but the most rapidly anti-consumer people that I know, right? The people who are like, who are like, you know, the, oh, we need to reuse everything, and we need to reduce, and we right. need to burp, and that, nah. Okay, this is the exact same people. Okay, anti-globalization, anti—they're like, well, fuck that store being closed <laughs> on Sunday. And no, wait like, a minute, but will you? And it's like, and so, and, and will I, you and do I, the? But will you at least? Will you give the argument? Will you give your reasoning so that you reasoning, gave to me? My reasoning is I love it. that in a society that overconsumes, in a society that doesn't need a ton more crap, right? We're going to get all that pissed off just because a place is closed one day of the week and this one happens to be on Sunday, right? It's, it's the, you say the, the way that you thing. said it to me, though. I you don't remember it. how I said it to you. I just think it's nice. Oh, I, d- I also do think it's nice. <laughs> I do think it's nice. I think it's nice for a society to say, you know what? This one day a week, this yeah. one moment is it's ours. Yeah. And it's not. It's not these multinational companies that have set up shop in our town. But is and it? This but day is doesn't it belong ours? to them. Is it? This ours? is ours. But is it ours? I think that that's where people are getting upset. Is that they don't feel like well, that no, it's we ours. just drive to another mall. But what I'm saying is, is, is that is it's the feeling 
I think that what what gets what gets people riled up is the feeling of like well this is the lord's day and the lord's day is a day of rest and and you know and what? then it doesn't I, have to do with as much with that i want to go to the mall it has to do with me being like oh of course since it's utah we have to i'm not going to get too upset about the reason why i'm not going to get upset that it for somebody else it was religiously motivated i think that this kind of ties into alan debaden's thing right about how there's good things. There's things that, that, that religions and churches have figured out through the thought, these a day of rest, these, these millennia, a day right? of rest. And one of them is a day of rest. And I think that we should embrace that as a society. I think that's something we should go back to. Not because God wants us to rest, but because it's actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing to be able to go to the park. Yeah. No. And, and, yeah, I, and, and I, and there's I definitely ag- lots of arguments about, you know, there, and there are definitely essential services, right? And and it's nice to have a drugstore that's open. So if you get hurt, you can go get your prescription filled and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. Right? Like, all, like there's certain things that kind of have to. But as far as, like, a mall with the gap in it, I don't know. Here's like, the thing. I, Here, I here's no one of the reasons why I'm... One day a week. Whatever here, day we decide. But but but, but that you're using that we again. And that we... And, and here's why I, th- I feel like uh, uh, I get why people are upset about this. And yeah, you know what? The, the, the Mormon church is the one that floated the bill for it. And so, of course, they could be like... You know, on on Tuesday afternoons, the urine fountains will spray everyone. And you're like, that's an awful idea. And they're like, it's our money. We can do whatever we want. You know, and they do get to. And so that part of it, obviously, it's like, well, how upset can you be? I mean, right. they're the one that want to revitalize downtown. Sure. But I get the annoyance there because it just it, – it, it, it's one more thing. It's one more way, just like the way that we are when it comes uh, to how weird our state is when it comes to liquor. Just the way that we are mm-hmm. of how weird we were back in the Olympics when it was like we had dignitary, dignitaries from other countries coming in and we were like, we're going to we're gonna give them, uh, you know, we're going to uh, set them up at a nice hotel and take them out uh, to a good restaurant. And But then they weren't going to buy them drinks because that we don't want, you know, it's like because all the these. Because doesn't buy drinks. Yeah, all these, yeah. all these ways in which we totally totally just show how Mickey Mouse and out of touch that we are that even though you're floating the bill to revitalize this downtown area to bring in people from out of state and out of the country to see that we're a real city and to take us seriously we're like but not on Sunday you know what I mean and so I think no, there's I, a real frustration I, I hear, there of just like you. oh it's it's Utahns being weird again because we're the most yeah, religious okay. you know I, I hear you I, I mean I totally hear you and I know there's a lot of people who do come in from out of state and go, oh my God, this is no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, and you know, I used to work in the hospitality industry and people would sit there and complain to me about the place yeah. I have chosen to live. And I'd just be like, yeah, but there's no crime and I can go anywhere I want. And it's pretty awesome. And Unless it's, it's on Sunday and then everything's and closed. So I can't go anywhere, but, but everything, <laughs> first of all, everything's not closed. And you know, that's, you know, that everything's no, not closed. No, it's true. But, but that's just, it is also I, to be fair. And it is strange that it is a mall. A mall would stay open, but it is also the CBD. It's a central business district and mm-hmm. nothing is closed or is open down there on Sunday. I know nothing. Yeah. But that's the thing is you go to, you go to other, uh, uh, big cities and yeah, some things are closed on Sunday, mm-hmm. but, but, but the place, you know, in general stays, I, I think that what it really boils down to is the frustration that people in this city have where they feel like, I'm glad that 
the downtown's being revitalized, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I just really wish it was somebody else that was doing it, because yeah, you do get Mormons. so you do just get sick of it. You get sick of living somewhere that you're like, you know, they are powerful enough and they own enough real estate downtown that they own all. The real I don't estate get. Downtown. I don't get a say in. You know, and not just me personally, but we as a society don't get a say in this. Someone else is just deciding what's best for us. And that, you know, in the same way that the the restaurants in um, uh, City Creek got liquor licenses way before these other places that have been on this waiting list forever mm-hmm. because the church uh, deemed it so. And that at the end of the day, that is what they get to do. And Abby knows all about that just, you know, from her job and what she does. Like she has to deal with the uh, DABC all the time, you know? And I think it's just, it's those level of frustration of, of adding sin tax onto things because we want to be big brother and we want to protect you. And, you know, I am a Democrat and I do like levels of regulation, but when what's behind that level of regulation is a religious bent, mm-hmm. I get pissed. You know what right. I mean? That that element of it specifically pisses me off. Not somebody saying, you know, we found out this thing is bad for you, so we want to make it really hard for you to get it. It's like, all right, well, you know, that's okay. But for somebody to be like, we think this is bad because of Jesus, mm-hmm. so we're going to make it we're going to, we're going to make it really expensive, but then when you do buy it, we'll still take, we'll still take your money. It's like, well, if you really think it's bad, then don't take the money. Right. Right. And so it's that weird stuff that I just think makes it, if you don't subscribe to the club, then like every little turn that they take, every little thing they do. I completely (laughs) understand the frustration. I completely understand sort of this, this, being bothered by by the presence of the mormon church here i like what you said about a day of rest i i really like that philosophy mm-hmm. i mean when i was when it's, i was living overseas when i was younger they did they would do a siesta oh, yeah. right and and it I mean hey you're you're boned because of it, something's closed on sunday go try to find anything open in madrid at four o'clock in the afternoon any day of the week yeah. every store would close yeah. and they would just be like well why did you need anything why weren't you at home too because right. everybody takes a siesta yeah. And it was really, really nice. And I mm-hmm. really liked that. So I get what you're talking about. Right. I think it has to do more with the, we're letting you know that you should be at home right now. <laughs> right? That's why we closed everything is you, you should really be at home. Right yeah. Now. Well, and I know that there, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know that any, anyways. Yeah. No, I was I was going to go down a different road of what road? I, well, I Where were just, you going? I was just going to say that you know that um, that it it that there's a part of me that that believes that the Mormon Church is keeping this mall closed on Sundays, um, strictly to keep up appearances that they couldn't get away with allowing it to be open on Sunday. You think? With how much they preach to their people. I mean, this is a very business-oriented church. The leadership of this church, they're businessmen. Right. They, you know, you know, you know how much, like, you know how. Is, did, did, did Larry Miller keep all his dealerships closed on Sundays? No, you're right. You know, the like, PR though, that what, like what the, that could have Does Marriott done? close on Sundays? Does what Marriott that? sell alcohol hmm. at their, at, and they all say, well, this is business. This is business. This is business. Why could but they, they know have, this community? Will and and that Mormons probably as well would not. Um, it would they seem just, a little hypocritical. 
God, they, it would have been such good PR for them, though, if they were like, we realize that this is for the city, not just for those of us that are LDS, and so therefore we're going to leave the, the mall open on Sundays well, as well. If they would have done that, and what's crazy, oh God, people would have just about- been like... You guys are cool. You're cool yeah. with me. Like, it would have changed everything. Yeah, but they're not just PRing for Salt Lake City's non-Mormons. You know what I mean? Like, they could care less about us. Yeah, but it would have been a le- proven that. Well, but I don't think that's true. They, 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 I don't think that's true. I, because they built a fucking mall. They took up two blocks of, of the yeah, city and built a mall. they're protecting the temple. But they, put, but they put all kinds of crazy stuff in that mall, right? I mean, there's like... There's like clothing stores that totally have stuff in it that do not fit your classic no, I LDS. I know. So maybe that's actually you know? how they are being hypocritical is that they've, that they build the mall and the, the two things that they decide that they're going to get a little weird about are Sunday closure mm-hmm. and the whole alcohol thing. Right. They came up with a totally like, you know, pharisaical way of, of, of getting around the whole um, there's two. There's the two restaurants there thing. that, that and you so what can they did is they alcohol. actually sold. They they sold away the property that that, <laughs> that sits underneath those stores. Okay, let me understand. ask you this. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. But <laughs> just to just, just to like layer in how absurd this is. Uh, there's like four four stories of parking garage underneath those those restaurants, right? Okay, and so. But all they're worried about is the land that's all the way down there, five stories below. They sold that little square oh my God. to somebody else. That's so weird. So that so that then it's not on them. That's so, so weird. So, Do you think that? Okay, let me ask you this though. Do you think that the businessmen, the LDS businessmen that had to put together that deal, mm-hmm. do you think that way, 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 way back behind closed doors, they were just like, "This is such bullshit. I can't believe we have to do this." Or do you think they were like, okay, now we have to make sure to sell the land because, or do you think that they're, they're looking think, at the image of it? I think they put God's lawyer on it. You know what I mean? Like they, they got somebody who, who with a lawyer's mind to go, Hmm, do you know how we can make this work for God? <laughs> you know how, how we, we will avoid his eternal, um, <laughs> wrath against us. God really wants us to have a restaurant in yeah. here. Or or uh it probably would have been uh Gordon Gordon B mm. Hinkley mm-hmm. who in the, in the up in the special, you know, prophets area of the temple. Yeah. Um, would have started doing a little shaking. jeez. Oh, like what the Lord wants us to sell the land. And his handlers know the difference between prophecy and Parkinson's. <laughs> and so they're like <laughs> Oh, 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 seizure? No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. He's talking to God. No, he's talking to God. Oh, my God. A little speaking in tongues. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Some sim, sim, similar, sim, some, And then does the, what's his bucket down in Texas who always puts in a little, right? Yeah. Well, so, and that's the thing. right? But don't you think that, like, that's, like, I picture Gordon, and that's the thing is, like, I picture it being, like, a scene out of a movie, like, uh, The Contender or The Insider or something, <laughs> where, like, you know, Hinkley, like, comes in and sits down, and everybody's, like, you know, on the edge of their seat to see what he says, and he's like, well, boys, I got a real bug in my butt about this liquor law thing. How are we going <laughs> to fix it? You know, like, that it's, like, behind closed doors, they drop all of the... You know, uh, religiosity involved, uh, and they're just looking. It's all straight politics, straight yeah. power, and money, right? And that it's totally this like backdoor dealings of like, yeah, I don't know. 
I just, I mean, and and I hate, I know that that I know that thinking about it that way is it does a disservice to me of underestimating um, people's faith. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I just think that when, if you are uh, one of these high power businessmen that is wheeling and dealing on that kind of level, I think your average Joe Schmo that just works at like a law firm somewhere and goes to church every Sunday, he probably has a lot of faith. Mm. But I think that if you're talking about these guys who've had their hands in the money, oh, I have, I have a friend. I think that a lot of those guys, I'm not going to name, name names at all. But I have I have a friend who is um, the child of a um, general authority. Here, write it down. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, who um, who swears that 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 uh, he 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 does not believe that his father is um, is is fully believing. Yeah, you would. Have- he, he swears up and down. He's just like I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I think he's a company man. I yeah. think he's, he's, that's he, why there's he, he such got, a got big and powerful into religion. It. He had, he had a, he had a very successful career going for himself mm-hmm. and, uh, the call came and, um, and he couldn't say no. Yeah. He looked at the, he, he, looked he at- knew that his mother would never forgive him. That kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. where he's sitting there and he's like, how, how do I, how do with, with this family, how do I say no to those people calling me? Exactly. And so he he took the call. Well, it would be like it would be like being uh, uh, you know trying to get your foot in the door in Hollywood, and and somebody being like, "Hey, Tom Cruise is at the door and wants to talk to you about Scientology." You're like, "Okay," you know, or like <laughs> trying to get into politics, and somebody shows up and they're like, "Hey, George W. Bush is at the door and wants to talk to you about being a Freemason." You'd be like, "Cool, all right, get out of my way. I got to go talk to him right now." I yeah. think that there's these clubs that being a part of that. If you want, if you want to be part of mm-hmm. the wheeling dealing uh, culture here in Salt Lake and you want to open businesses and you want to own land. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the club to be in. Yeah. No, that's Without true. that, yeah. you're not, you're not getting, you're not getting your foot in the door, Yeah, you know? And so I get it. I get it that somebody's like, you know, Hey, he does all this stuff, but you know, when he gets home at night, like he doesn't really give a shit about any of this stuff. I think that, yeah. Do you know what we've done, Adam? Mm-hmm. Um, we have spent an entire episode contradicting the first thing that we said. What was the first thing that we said? First thing we said was, well, Salt Lake isn't that religious. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know it's true. It's completely true. It's complete. Like we are, we, uh, you know, we are the lab rats and we are running through this little cardboard maze and we're like, we're totally in control of our destiny. We're not being ruled and, 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 you know, manipulated by an unseen hand. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, we completely are. Yeah. Cause right now it's Sunday and guess what? I, we had to look through Yelp for like 15 or 20 minutes just to find a Mexican restaurant that was actually open. Okay. Yeah. But. Is, that's not because of the Mormons, isn't it? The Greek restaurants are closed too, right? But I don't think that it's because the people that are there are Mormon. I think it's because they're like, well, nobody goes out because they think everything's closed. I don't think so. I think it's a perpetuation of the culture. I Crown don't Burger being closed up on two hundred South. That has to do with the fact that they're owned by a really religious Greek family, not the fact that 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 it's Greek Orthodox family. Right, but if that Crown Burger was in San Francisco, they'd be open. Because everything else around would be open. I don't know. They're like, like, people are out, you know? It seems like stuff around there is open. There's little restaurants in that area that are open. 
I'm just saying it took us. Like There's a bar minutes. right next door that's open. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And what do you do when you're at that bar? You call next door and you get a burger. That is true. That's you know? a good. That's a good. That's a good trick. That's a good trick. I like that they let you eat the crown burger inside yeah. the bar. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know that I don't. I don't think that. I think that we end up attributing a lot, a lot to the fact that it's the Mormons. And I don't think that's what it is. It's that it's a really religious area. I think a lot of it is the Mormons, though. I still do. I still think that that's that's a, you know, I think that it makes, I think it just. might make it a little bit easier because there are already so many places that are closed on Sunday. Yeah. So you're not the weird place. Yeah, I don't blame Crown Burger being closed on the Mormons. You know, I don't like, (laughs) I don't like spill a drink down the front of my shirt. I'm like, the goddamn Mormons. Yes, but what what you, but, but there is a mentality for especially like newcomers to Salt Lake or visitors right? where they come across that and they go, um, they go, Oh Jesus Christ, this town. Oh, I hate Salt Lake. I hate Salt Lake. Oh God damn it. These Mormons. Right. And, right. They're, right. and you're like, you know, you're complaining about something that has absolutely nothing to do with the Mormons. Well, and it's the same thing that Abby deals with all the time, which is like, everybody complains about like the three, two beer and all this stuff when they come into the brewery and talk to her. And she's just like, you know, you can get like, actually you can get beer at the grocery store here and most States you can't. Yeah. Like most, most States you can't buy beer in a convenience store. Like you have to go to a liquor store. The only place in the world that three, two beer exists. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Isn't that just light beer in other places? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part, it's all the exact same thing. I've heard that, and I I don't have anything to back this up, but I've heard that, um, Besides the fact that I, anyways, um, Frank's gossip corner. Yeah. The little bird told me everybody (laughs) uh, come come cozy on up, lean into your speakers. Everyone. Uh, (laughs) Secret. No, that ballparks. Yeah. Yeah. Ballparks all sell three, two beer. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is and what you think you norm, how you normally get it in that, in the same city as that stadium or arena. Everything else, they don't want a bunch of drunk slobs. Yeah. And so they, so, I mean, you know, it's not like it's this totally uncommon thing. Right. No, it's completely and, true. And but, yeah, but okay, people it are kind just, of does oh, suck in some ways, but just go to the liquor store and just buy because, some that's just awesome be, beer. Go down to where your these, wife like, works and get some awesome beer. Yeah. And it's 4%. Yeah. Like it's, nor- it's that's the normal amount, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I think it's just because there are these weird things that come out in the media where they're just like, you know, they closed down an entire two city block mall because it's Sunday. The local media loves like, oh to stir God. it up though. Yeah. They love to stir it up. It's like with the tracks trains thing. I was mm-hmm. just complaining about that the other day, but yeah. we're totally off. <laughs> we're um, off right. and running. We we're boy, we're running. We're, we're this is a long show. Uh, we don't know. We can, uh, we can save this for another time. Do you want to save it? You want to save it for another time? Let's say, let's say, yeah, I think that was a good conversation. We just I had think that we're, I think, uh, I think we're good. I hope people, you will, people, you'll all forgive us. We're going to skip Taoism. We're bumping it. We promised it to you. Yeah. But, but uh, we're bumping it. But maybe I'll, it, I'll, maybe write it the, people... I'll write it in the description. Yeah. Maybe, we're not actually going to talk about that. But, but you know what might actually be interesting? Because it is a conversation that we'll probably end up having soon. Because I'll probably end up doing another show with you at some point mm-hmm. here soon. Well, yeah. And to so, fill people in, yeah. just, just kind of... Okay. So Dan, right? Everybody knows that Dan is in London, right? And... They took an impromptu trip. 
to, to Paris. Paris. Oh, I just oh. could. So I did it. Like, you're going to a fucking dollar yeah. movie. And he's like, oh, well, maybe at the hostel they'll have a good internet connection and we can do the thing. And I'm like... Okay, A, you're in you're in Paris for only a weekend. Do you really want to be spent you want to spend 3 hours, yeah. you know, working on the podcast when you could be out at like some awesome little cafe or in a church or just or anywhere just in Paris? Around? Yeah. I'm like, don't stress about <laughs> this. That seems really silly. Yeah. Um and then then the other uh the other thing um well, no, that, that's, that's the main that's thing. That's the thing. That's the thing, is that Dan was sort of unavailable. And so that's why Adam was filling in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm anticipating that there'll probably be another weekend. Impromptu trip to Paris. Another impromptu yeah. trip to somewhere. Well, but what that might give you, uh, give your, uh, the listeners a, a good chance to do is, is if anybody has any, uh, basically what we were going to talk about is that I, I in, in my late teen years, I sought out Taoism and, and actually became... A Taoist for about about a year and a half, hmm. two years, and mm-hmm. so if any of your any of the listeners have any questions about that or experiences of their own of of sort of seeking out more uh, unorthodox, uh, oh right, you know what I mean? Because that's so a good that's you, like a right as of passage. You were leaving sort of your main mainstream ish, yeah, religion. All those kind of things would look really good. You know, I remember mm-hmm. having friends when I was younger that like got into doing like the Hare Krishna thing for a little while. Oh, wow. It's just that kind of experiment, you know? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. so I think that like, I don't know, it might be interesting, uh, to get some feedback thought. from some of, yeah. uh, some of the listeners on that. Yeah. Um, and the so, experimental phase, the experimental phase. <laughs> and Adam, uh, thank you. So Thanks much. for having me. This is always you know? uh, this is always a good time. Yeah, you should shout out your uh, your your. Oh podcast. yeah, uh, uh, anybody who's interested in listening to me and my friend Adam Pulcher review movies, uh, you can check that out at adampodcast dot com, um, and then the show is a damn like uh, d a m n because uh-huh. that's a funny play on words because we're both named Adam. Um, <laughs> uh, a damn movie podcast. You can just find that on iTunes. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we have lots of, we review new movies, old movies. We always do film festivals, all kinds of stuff like that. So if yeah. you want to check that out, you should. Yeah, it's awesome. And Do you want to plug your show? Plug my show? We're this, on my show. I know, but like let people know like about Twitter and Oh, Facebook yeah. And... I was just about to do that oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, so, of course, there's... We're on my show. <laughs> <laughs> They've already found it out. I just blew your mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you'd like to listen to my podcast, it's called Thank God I'm Atheist. Um, oh, that was Frank's Gossip Corner. Oh, yeah. Shh. Come here. <laughs> we have we have to do it. You could totally do. I mean, it's it's like the lonely, it's like the lonely cat lady podcast. It's all like recipes and like your favorite new episode of Sherlock, and it's all. Oh, it's that just would be like, fun. <laughs> um, all right, so Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Um, we're up to seventy three likes. Nice, hey, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's cool, yeah. Uh, Twitter at TGI Atheist is how you can follow us on that social networking mm-hmm. site. Um, also, you can email us uh, at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Yes, we do have our own domain. That's also uh, where the blog is, and Dan will um, from time to time blog there. And then uh, you can leave us a voicemail four two four six 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 eight four four two. And thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you. 